Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. Now, one of the better known clubs within Freemasonry is a biking group called the Widow Sons, which I myself was a member of. Now, they, they do court controversy as they are not the usual smart dress members that represent the community, the Masonic community, but it's, um, they do do a lot of charity work. I think of all the of all the clubs in Cornwall, they raise the most for the local hospital. So it is a bit of a double-edged sword, how they present themselves and their actual work in the community. So today we'll be discussing the Widow's Sons. Over to you, Brother Angel. Thank you. Well, I'm sure this subject will, as we say, put the cat among the pigeons. Um, my objection to the Widow's Sons uh, is that I'm not in favour of them being associated with Freemasonry. Sure. And uh, to set the, set the record straight, um, I liked bikes. When I was about 18, I toured Europe on a 250 Yamaha. Nice. So I went through Spain, across the south of France and up Switzerland, back to, you know, it took me a month. Oh, wow. And then when I came to Japan, I was 20. First thing is I did, I bought a bigger bike. I, I bought a Honda 750. We call them Nanahans over here. That means 750. Hmm. And I toured on that. And then later when I had a full-time job and a, a bit of money, I bought a BMW 1100RT. Really nice hmm. bike. Very heavy. Big mistake. Not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it on a center stand, you, couldn't, you just couldn't get it off again. Oh, I had a center stand. On a, on a slope. If, if you're on a slight slope, oh, it suddenly hell. weighed like three tons. Anyway, so um, uh, the background to the Widow's Sons is they have an association. Uh, it, I think it was started in Chicago uh, in America in 1998. So they're not actually that old. All right. They have, um, it's called the Widow's Sons International Motorcycle Association. And they call themselves a family riding association within the Freemason organization. Um, as you mentioned, the stated objectives are, uh, you know, well, this is America, so other places may be different, but in America is to aid and assist the widows of masonry. And I think that's a great, great objective. Um, secondly, they represent the Masonic fraternity uh, in a positive light, and they raise Masonic awareness when they attend public motorcycling events. Uh, I have a, an issue with that. And secondly, the other thing is, according to WSIMA, which is Widow's Sons International, uh, women cannot be widow's sons because obviously widow's sons are masons and only men can be masons. Uh, so the women can be companions of the widow's sons. Uh, the companions can attend meetings and help out but they uh, are not allowed to vote on any decisions or subjects. And I think that's a bit of an issue myself in this day and age. Hmm. Um, I was looking on the uh, WSIMA website and I see that not everything is hunky-dory. For example, in the UK, <laughs> uh, in Kent, South Wales, Devon and Hampshire uh, and the Isle of Wight, they are no longer recognised as chapters of the Widow's Sons of England and Wales International Association right? Um, because they were not set up the proper way. Um, 
And also there are members or chapters that are not members of recognized Grand Lodges. And this includes um, France, Belgium, Italy, and Switzerland. So these charters or Grand Chapters are no longer valid and they've been delisted. And interestingly, the Tokyo chapter of the Widow's Son is also not listed on the International Motorcycle Association's homepage, so it may also not be kosher. Obviously, you know, there's this. Uh, they're trying to um, trying to control the membership, um, and I understand that. You know, if you want to keep standards, etc., you need to control the the, the membership. Um, why I'm not in favor of the widow's sons being sponsored by Freemasonry is because I think the image of bikers in black leather is sort of incongruous with Freemasonry. So the public has a, a sort of twisted image of Freemasonry to start with. And they also have a pretty negative opinion of most bikers as well. And I'll just give you a bit of a few examples. Particularly in Japan, we have a, a major issue with bike. Uh, yes. It's what we call the bosozoku. Yes, yes, um, yes. That means um, the out-of-control gang or tribe, you know, out-of-control, basically. Uh, in the 80s, um, there are about 45,000 of these bikers. Now, because of police um, pressure, they're down to about 7,000. Mm. And they are often associated with gangsters and selling drugs to kids. And that's how the gangsters sell the drugs through the bosses. Mm. For the average person like me, they're just basically a nuisance. Um, you hear them revving their engines, going down the back roads late at night, blowing air horns. Uh, they weave in and out of the traffic, um, uh, if you hit one, you're, you're looking for a, a fight. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I remember I mentioned to you previously, one New Year's Eve, I was leaving Tokyo to go to the countryside and I was driving down the expressway and suddenly the traffic became, uh, it was about 20 cars deep, three lanes, seven, eight cars. And I could see the bikers ahead of me and they were basically... In, uh, on the middle of the expressway, just driving around in circles. And mm. I thought, oh, fuck that, I'm not having that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pardon my French. And so um, I went on the hard shoulder, uh, which is illegal, and I drove down the to the front of the – and right at the front there was a police car, <laughs> and he was holding everybody back. <laughs> and he said, you know, oh, he said over when I saw me, he said – um, don't advance, it's dangerous. I just just went straight forward. Really? I couldn't give a shit. I was driving a <laughs> um, uh, four-wheel drive and it had mm. a rhubarb in the front. So I, I was fairly confident. Anyway, I drove through and they parted. It was rather like mm. um, Moses inside, <laughs> parting the waves. They just parted mm. and let me straight through. And um, there must have been 200 of them. And they were blowing their horns oh, and amazing. shouting and they had big Japanese flags, particularly the <laughs> rising sun flag, and mm. just going around and making a nuisance of themselves. But I I just, you know, this is a sort of problem we have, you know. Mm. And, mm. of course, they use um, uh, bikes that have been modified, like in America, the choppers. Yes, yes, I've seen. I've and, seen stuff on TV. Yeah. 
yeah, particular they're, styles. They're pretty, they're pretty wild. I mean, they've got no work, so they don't have really good bikes because they can't mm. afford them. They've just got flashy bikes. It reminds me of the, the mods and rockers in, in the yes. 60s and 70s, yes. you know. And that's what it comes down to here. They often fight. They get into fights yeah. with other gangs and stuff, so we have issues. Um, but there's been um, a long-term, long-time standoff between the police and the horses, Oka, Mm -hmm. uh, who have often seen as kind of apprentice gangsters because mm. when you know when they move up they've got no nowhere to get a job they've got they wear these crazy haircuts and things so often they they uh, join gangsters uh, as pimps at the bottom mm -hmm. and um, they often get arrested for illegally converting their bikes right so I mean they're a pain but uh, not seriously like in America for example. Um, I was looking at the Department of Justice homepage, states that they have over 800 what they call outlaw motorcycle gangs. Right. That's right. a lot. And then in, in mm. Canada, 65. And oh. um, they have either single chapters of, say, 10, 20 members, mm. but some of them are worldwide organizations, for example, mm. like the, the Hells Angels. Yes, yes. Yep. And, well, of course, there are they they list up the outlaws the bandidos the pagans mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and these people make money and one of the classic ways is smuggling drugs yes well yeah, that's what they, i was going to get onto it, yeah they take it from the the um mexican border uh, yes the drugs come in and they then they bring it all around america you know so mm. uh in in europe the hell's angels also were active and mm. uh, just recently um, there was a major sting um, uh, where it took over two and a half years of investigation. Wow. But um, uh, the Spanish police, as well as Europol and Eurojust, uh, arrested Hells Angels, not just Spain, but in Austria, Germany, Luxembourg and the Netherlands. And that's how far, you know, they're extensive they are. Mm. And um, just recently, this year, uh, the or, uh, Ontario Provincial Police Department um, talked about the dangers of motorbike gang violence uh, and how it's a big problem. Mm. Uh, there were two groups, the outlaws and the loners, and they were fighting all the time. And the um, police cautioned the public not to wear any uh, gang-type merchandise mm. in case they got involved in, in you know so people and in japan they do it as well they, they think it's cool to wear gang type things but they really don't know what they're doing anyway so um that's my concern mm. so what should be done to improve the image of both the widow's sons and of freemasonry so i think that the widow's sons ought to set themselves up as a unique organization but to not be associated with Freemasonry, and that includes not using the square and compass logos. Mm -hmm. They can keep the name. and uh, It's rather like the um, tall cedars of Lebanon or the Order of the Turtles or the yes. Grotto, whatever. Um, so they maintain this, their own structure, but they um, are not limited to donating money to Freemasonry. They can donate it how they wish. They don't have to be uh, master masons to join. And also women won't be restricted. Mm, that's uh, an important full -time. thing. Yeah. And they can 
be full-time members like everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, my feeling is, you know, in, in Japan, and I think this is the same in other countries, but we have enough difficulties countering uh, Freemasonry's negative image. Mm. I think that adding the widow's son is just another challenge that we don't need. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting you should mention continental motorcycle gangs as well and the Hells Angels because it, I can't remember if it was in the 80s or the 90s, but the drugs was completely controlled by the Hells Angels in Amsterdam. And I remember there being on-the-street battles mm. when I was younger. And I saw footage of somebody shooting a, a rocket-propelled grenade, an RPG-7, a Russian one, uh, yeah. at the gang members. And you think, bloody hell, this is, this is pretty <laughs> intense. And I think that's yeah. the sort of image that's associated with bike gangs is yeah. obviously it's yeah. disaffected young males who don't really have any path yeah. or or a bit of a social outcast. They're trying to jostle for position in their own social group. And when you're uneducated and you want money, the only thing you can really do is is sell drugs. And yeah. then it just becomes a game of one-upmanship until somebody ends up in prison. But the yeah. bike gangs that uh, I in sleepy old Cornwall, I think the last, last thing I knew about it, there's a um, Hells Angels and a bike gang called Aquila that used to have running battles. And I think something happened in Newquay about 10, 15 years ago. I think it was an attempted murder or something like this. And you think, if this is, this is my town. I, I know yeah. pretty much everybody <laughs> in town and, and it's tiny. And we've got this little yeah. clique yeah. It's running, running stuff. And it's just, um, it's just not, not the sort of image you would want to associate with Freemasonry. But I have to so, say yeah. being a member of, yeah. Well, an old member of the Widow's Sons, everybody there was middle class. So it was, mm. it was the complete yeah. upper end of the spectrum. They looked like dodgy gangsters. They, mm. looked, they looked a bit crooked, but in, in actual matter of fact, they were um, middle class, middle class Freemasons. So it's, we have the same in Japan. We have bikers who tour. Mm. And uh, mm. by law, because of the, the Borsuzoku, the law for bikes now is that you can only drive two side by side. Okay. You can't have okay. three side by side. You have to have right, two side right. by side. And so you have these long rows, say 50, 25 long and, and two deep mm. of, of, of uh, touring. And that uh, I don't mind. But the problem is it's the public uh, perception of bikes. And, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the whole thing. So um, I just find it difficult. I, know, I, I think... You know, assisting, aiding, assisting widows of masons and other things. Mm. I think that's great. You know, I I applaud that. But you know, it's just I don't think they should be associated with Freemasons. No, one of the problems is the UK has got such an ingrained and an enormously popular motorcycle culture. It will mm. always be in some kind of organisation, whether it's Rotary or Lions. It it does need to be thought about. But yes, image, image. Yeah, but why big. can't they can't they be that, independent? I think, I think I think that's the I think that's the solution. Make it an independent yeah. organisation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then don't don't and just you can keep the pyramid with the wings or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but just don't wear the square encompasses. Yes, that's yes, my they, point. Yeah. So um, it just makes it easier for here. You know, it's I, I don't know. <laughs> mm. I um, think in in Japan as well, motorcycles usually associated with tattoos, and I think those two things in Japan are yeah. very, very controversial. And yes, not so. so much I, in the UK. I see a lot of tourists coming 
from uh, overseas. I'm not sure the countries, but ta- tattoos are very popular yes. now. Yes. But in Japan, they're a sign of being from the underworld. Mm-hmm. There you go. And mm. there's still, you know, young people <clears throat> getting tattoos, and they think it's it's cool. But the older generation don't like it. And and there are signs saying in mm. in various places, uh, like in gyms and in public bars, you know, people with tattoos won't will not be allowed in. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And so you know, there's it's it's a perception thing. You know, it doesn't. Doesn't mean a person with tattoos is a bad person. No, that's a private choice. But you know, <laughs> it, it's perception. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Well, anyway, on that note, I think we'll <laughs> leave it there. That was an interesting chat. Scattered so, the pigeons there. Indeed, we'll get some very <laughs> upset people emailing in. Great. <laughs> if you have any questions or you'd like to discuss anything, please email on the link below. We now part on the square, and we'll meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.